When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy Beer Me. I'm Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith. Oh, yeah. And this is the podcast where comedians drink beer and talk about crazy conspiracies. And this week, we are talking about a recent uh, government disclosure regarding encounters with UFOs. Mm. Pretty crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, more revelations. Yeah, we're excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not uh, already a patron, if you are a patron, you're listening. Great. Thank if you. you're not, I would really suggest the patron episodes. Yeah, four on fire lately. Four extra episodes a month. They've been uh, so good. Five dollars a month. We're just giving it away, and it's the best thing about it is we do double episodes with guests, so you get say uh, the guest we had on last week. He's got a Patreon episode and a regular episode, yeah, so you, get more yeah. of those people. If you, you like them, it. definitely worth it. Yeah. Okay. Like, we have a couple of, I've told you, we have some young fans, Will and Jesse. Oh, yeah. Big fans. Yeah, they're three. Uh, no, no, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not old enough to drink beer. Oh, okay. I, I gave them beer koozies, and oh, nice. my, my wife was like, that's not a good gift no. for someone who can't drink. Yeah. Um, and so, then the, the mom's trying to put them on her breast for the kid, and you're like, yeah. that's done, doesn't work that way. <laughs> Uh, boob koozies. Yeah, do they have those? I, 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 I would know. I don't think so. Boobsies. I. What's the? Is it like balls? It has to say a certain temperature. Uh, testicles are are temperature sensitive. Yeah, are boobs. I don't. I don't I, you know, we're the wrong guys to ask. Yeah, this is this is what we said we wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. We're canceling our. No, right. Well, on that note, um, we are very excited to have our guest this week. She is an old friend from Raleigh Comedy, but has since moved on to New York City, where she is crushing it. Please welcome to the pod, Maddie Weiner. Hello. Hello. Resident boob expert. Not, okay. not temperature sensitive. <laughs> and I, of course, I didn't want to say to you, we should ask our guest because that just felt sexist. Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of boobs, guys. Well, uh, yeah, and I'll cut all this out. <laughs> my, my, as my brief introduction said, you, you left Raleigh pre-pandemic for a stint in Chicago where you wrapped up college. Yeah. And then from there, leapt deep into the New York comedy scene yeah i kind of went to new york like right after i graduated yeah which has been weird it was like right as i, mean, I don't want to say the pandemic was ending but right as like lockdown was being lifted and stuff was like, yeah smart kind of normal which is kind of weird too because i was like i hadn't really done stand-up for like two years right. and i was like now is the most high pressure like yeah. i want to do well in front of everybody did you find you did better though like i find when i take a long break i come back and i'm like oh i'm just as oh interesting. i'm at least baseline of what i was before i'm not yeah. any worse it's almost like i think doing it every night it got a little crusty almost mm. and then yeah. being just a person for a while and coming back yeah. to it i was like i'm more i don't know more interesting or i'm yeah. more like yeah you're more kind of like on your toes because you're like mm. have just lived life for a little bit yeah yeah yeah, I think that's the root of comedy. And right. sometimes when you're just a comic, I find I'm like, why haven't I written anything? It's like, because right. all yeah. you do is tell you the same jokes. That's why improv, at least for humor and improv for me, is always surface level. All I can do is quip because I really have no understanding beyond the depth of my own skin and personal body. Like, I don't right. know people. Uh, so I'm like, I can make a funny joke at your expense. That's what I'm good at. And then I found like my improv scenes would just be me making a joke which is not what it is what it should be is because i just didn't have the depth of life to pull from oh, then you okay. live a little bit and you're like oh i'm actually better at improv when i 
took four years off. Probably a better anything when you don't yeah. do it all the time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, comedy is a bad influence on personhood. In yeah, general. Yeah, generally <laughs> speaking. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, we are really excited to have you here in, because we get to talk today. I mean, I, and I don't know how much of this stuff, because uh, for us, sometimes I think it's just second nature that we know mm-hmm. more than we realize. I don't know how much you know about the recent disclosures by the government regarding what are now called unidentified uh, phenomena, UAPs. Is this Was this like a couple months ago? Well, or is there a more recent one? Because I remember there, there was something where they released a report that was like, yeah, there's like shit in the sky. And, oh, you know, yeah, who yeah. knows? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that disclosure came, bits and pieces of that had been leaked, and then finally there was like a full airing of the house, right? Mm-hmm. And then since then, there have been uh, a number of newer disclosures as people submit Freedom of Information Acts. Um, and there was one uh, last week that was really uh, crazy because it involves contact with these ships mm. and the and the effects of it, which to me is fascinating because there are so many stories of people in documentaries and movies about people who've had interactions with UFOs or the, the inhabitants or the occupants right. of those UFOs. Yeah, sometimes I mean, they wave, sometimes they poke you. Yeah, the alien encounters. Like, yeah. and, I mean, you can just get on whatever streaming service you're on, you'll find some 60 minute program where the guy has that deep. Mm-hmm. And then John went outside and yeah. saw that, that whole that's everywhere. And I was like, that's crazy because that stuff's been seen in the light of like, you're a lunatic or like that didn't really right. happen, mm-hmm. you know? But now as we see that, like, well, the government, there were UFOs. Well, and now we have are. to go back and look at those stories and say, well, which of these stories now sound like they're credible? Mm. Mm. And so I was digging into this, and I went all the way back to 1639. Oh. And what some people argue is the first written UFO encounter. All right. Uh, it was 1639, and the guy that wrote it was the governor of the Massachusetts colony, John Winthrop. Okay. Remember, I don't know if that name rings a bell. No, was he a Salem guy? Probably a witch so. burner? Probably so. Mm. I think that he was a pretty devout, you know, you know, probably not a great guy. Probably not by no. today's standards, right? At all. Um, he's he's <laughs> yeah, he's not a good dude. Probably, <laughs> yeah. he's a Puritan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never like a militant Never. Puritan. Yeah, right. So he he's the governor. He's writing in his journal, and he tells this story that I, what he described as a sober and discreet gentleman, uh, which I love that. Description. Yeah, that's on my business card. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you see what he's trying to do? He's trying to say this was a sober guy. Right, yeah. Because, like, if I wander in and I saw lights in the, the, the village, you guys would be like, well, that's that's Justin. Justin. You see? <laughs> yeah. Not sober and he's not discreet. Like, yeah. the discreet part is also fun. Yeah. Right? Because a discreet person is he's like, he's not one to tell you <laughs> something. Right. I got a pretty high threshold for an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. right. Whereas, like, as comics, we are generally not sober, and we have no discretion. We're right. like, oh, right? I didn't have toilet paper today. Let me tell 60 strangers <laughs> yeah. about that, you yeah. know? Like, it's just, it, so... Wait, he's describing himself as those No, he's the guy that tells someone else. Yeah, somebody yeah. came to him with a report. Okay. And he's just... I think journaling, just to be clear, like, I think of a journal, I think of, like, fifth grade and oh, like yeah. my Dear feeling. diary. Yeah. yeah. I think back then, journaling was, like, like Facebook for... 
one person <laughs> like, or like, or like, like a small group of your superior, like, yeah. a, and like record keeping yeah, and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah like, like it was meant to be viewed. It wasn't an inner life. It, what, exactly. Yeah. So he's like, I need to, re- I have to put this in the journal to report mm-hmm. back to the, the King. Right. And so I wrote this down. So he's trying to say like, this is, this guy's normal. Mm-hmm. And he's in the Charles river at the end of the Charles river, it dumps into the bay. And they saw a flaming light in the sky, like moving. Back and forth from the village to the bay. And when it would slow enough where they could see it, they, they described it as the shape of a swine. Like a like a just a fat oblong oh, like kind of like a like a like a pig's body. Plum pig's body. Yeah, like a blimp or something balloon oh, yeah. shaped. And then it would zip back and forth. Crazy. And uh and, and and according to the journal entry, numerous people in the village had uh confirmed that they saw it as well. And then this is the craziest part. So this all goes down, and they report it. And there were three guys in the boat. When the thing finally disappeared after a couple hours, they said, we suddenly were a mile upstream against the current and against the tide. And they're like, and we didn't row at all. We just sat there. Hmm. And then the thing leaves, and we're a mile away from where we were. We have no memory or recollection of how we got there. Crazy. Time wow. just like, like, and there's no waves that could have pushed them back. Some people have said there can be very odd reverse tides mm-hmm. at that, but they also said that you would probably be aware of it because it's it's pretty rough water. Yeah, but what if something's on fire above you? It looks like a pig. <laughs> and you're like, are we moving, Ted? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you. That, there, yeah. Yes, could there be? There's there's also like apparently, and you probably know this from other uh, stories, like. Uh, swamps and gases and bays can sometimes emit this gas that will will flame up and make what people think are ghosts or apparitions. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which is why, like the the you know a lot of swamps and places have. Yeah. And J. Allen Hynek, he basically did a report. He blamed it on swamp gas, like most of the UFO sightings. And so yeah. back in the day, that became like a way for them to discredit UFOs. But now it's a joke. It's like, yeah, sure, it's swamp gas. Sure, we know it's right. UFOs. There's yeah. a uh, this is reminding me of this. I don't. I hope this isn't you know poo pooing the oh no <laughs> conspiratorial nature of it. But uh, I was listening to this other podcast about like I forget what it's called, but it's called like mass induced hysteria or oh, something yeah, like that, sure. where yeah. people will like someone has a set of symptoms and everyone else like they're not putting it on. They involuntarily whatever yeah. it is start shaking. Or I think there was a um, an outbreak of it at one point in history where like a whole town was dancing uncontrollably to the Crazy. point that they were like falling down with exhaustion yeah. and they were like. It's like a social mental disease that kind of yeah, spreads. Just sure. In a, Is that what so Footloose it, was about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I watched this documentary. Uh, yeah. But it is just so interesting yeah. that like when things are, um, when things are confirmed by other people, I'm mm. like, part of me wonders too, how much of it is this, you know, the social predisposition that right. humans have to kind of affect each other mentally in that way, right. which to me is also equally as interesting as like yes. seeing an alien in the sky. Right. Like it's just as interesting if that's just how our brains work that we naturally corroborate. That's how comedy clubs work. <laughs> our, 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 most of our job is dependent upon sitting next to people that are laughing. Cause if, oh, I thought if you no were saying, one's laughing, then the, the audience is oh, right, laugh. right. I yeah. thought you were saying comedy clubs work by sort of getting a group of people to have mass yes. delusions and work together. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess in terms of the audience, but the also audience, in terms yeah. of an it's industry an inv- of comedians. Yeah. yeah. An involuntary thing. I think that like we think uh, rooms with more people are better rooms, but it's just, one person, it's contagious. Yeah, there's a real famous uh, psychology experiment, which you may be familiar with, where they they took a classroom and, you know, I, 
I don't know if your universities, I think we've said ours both did like to get your psych 200 credit, you had to do like class, but then you also had to like volunteer for the oh, yeah. psych department. And like, crazy. A, it's really crazy looking back yeah. that like, okay, to get like your, they like ran experiments on you. Yeah. That you had to sign Whoa. up. Yeah, That's how they to, made Ted Gazinski. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, it was a crazy yeah. thing. Like, you had to do these things. And every once in a while, you'll hear about one that's nuts. But this is the one that was built off this phenomenon, mass-induced yeah. hysteria. So they have a classroom full of people, and then they have 30, let's say 30 students. 29 of them, they're in on it. One person is the test subject. Okay. The 29 people are going to, at a designated time, pretend that a ghost walked in the room and they're all going to freak out and they're going to observe a oh. person who's not in on the joke. Seems like a shitty well, prank show. Overwhelmingly. It's not cool at all. <laughs> and it's not cool, yeah, because I need my Psych yeah, 200 yeah, yeah. credit. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, so overwhelmingly, the people that were not in on it, when they saw everybody screaming and pointing, they would just scream and point. Yeah. Wow. And then and then when they interviewed them, they're like, what happened? And they would swear they saw something. And wow. it's like, like you get... I have to. See, I don't want to. I don't want to be out of step right. or out of stride. And is like, that an evolutionary thing? I was gonna say it makes so much yeah. sense because it's like, what are the chances? If it wasn't a constructed experiment, what are the chances in a natural environment that everyone else's instincts <laughs> right. are, that's what are wrong, wrong and you're the one that's yeah, right? Exactly. It makes sense that your yeah. your impulse is to be like, let me listen to the people around me. Yeah, that's totally. that is exactly what uh, is the 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 concept of panic, mm-hmm. right? And certain species experience panic, and humans are one of those species and it is a survival mechanism because like if I'm a, if I'm a sheep and everybody starts running, I don't have time to think about like, well, was that a wolf or wasn't it a wolf? Like right. when they start yeah. running, it's a wolf and <laughs> yeah. I just go with the pan. That's why the clothing works so well. It's cause they don't really stare at it. They're just like, wolf, wolf, <laughs> like, dude, stress right. like a wolf. It's probably a wolf. That's why they used like dogs and stuff. Yeah. Like, cause they aren't, they forget like, Oh, that's the dog for, but the dog oh. can get them to move a bit. Oh, right? interesting. It, so, like, we humans have panic, which is why, like, somebody starts running in a soccer stadium and then, like, the whole thing, you know, collapses. Right. Don't the players run? Yeah, that'd be bad if every time they start <laughs> the game, everyone's like, oh, Involuntarily, shit. Involuntarily, oh, yeah. we gotta go. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's what's going on, like, in this sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. The governor comes around in 1639 and starts asking if you saw the light. Are you like, uh, did you see the light? Yeah, yeah, I saw it too. I mean, right? Yeah. If you're just like, I'm just going to say whatever the governor wants to hear. I don't know. It's interesting to think about what whether whether it was a physical thing they saw or whether it was in their heads. It's interesting to think about how you would con- like how you would contextualize something flying in the air before mm. we had developed airplanes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. A flame. I mean, it's like a the, dog yeah. seeing a car. It's like I don't even that I don't know how that would even work. It's right. just yeah. happening right. in front of me. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is what's interesting because there wasn't in their 1639 zeitgeist a sense of like UFOs, right? right? They, they were in a sense that like, there are things coming that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like it was, that's, that's like a weird. So, I mean, it's like, we think about later ones, modern UFO encounters. There's always the things like, are they, are they after something? Are they making this up? Did they you have it implanted to, in your mind right, already? Right. Yeah. 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 I wonder what the puritanical guys too, like, did they, I mean, I would assume it would go immediately to religious. Right. They probably burned like four women that (laughs) night, you know, like it was, it was probably not good for (laughs) anybody that was not, you know, a a male leader of the church. Yeah. Times were tough. God. Yeah. Um, brutal. Well, uh, um, the, I'm interested most of all in this story 
in the loss of memory and gap in time and space. Oh, because yeah. I get this every day. <laughs> that becomes the hallmark, I think, of like later, more modern mm-hmm. UFO encounters. And, and I guess the, the most quintessential one, um, which is many times called the first modern, is uh, Barney and Betty Hill. It's great. Great names. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't imagine them marrying anyone else. The, Are they the ones of that painting with the full pitchfork? No, no, no. That's very similar. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they were driving uh, in rural Vermont back to their home in New Hampshire after like a kind of impromptu uh, honeymoon. And they ran into a particularly bright star. Betty said, I thought it was a planet at first, but then it started moving erratically in the sky. And she's like, so we pulled over. Barney, of course, pulls out a gun. He's like, I'll take a look, which I love that response as yeah, a father. A real like, John Wayne. Yeah, just some extraterrestrials come. I'm sure my handgun will take yeah. care of the problem a here. A six-shooter. Um, and he encountered the typical pancake-like saucer, glowing with a brilliant light. They're freaked out. He gets goes back to his car. They both end up unconscious. They experience the crazy, like, we got skin grafts and hair samples. They they stuck a needle into my my like my uterus. Oh, fun! They got all they they have all these memories of this. What was that? What year was this again? Nineteen fifty six. Fifty six. Yeah. So they they have this experience again. Barney Betty Hill were known as sort of straight shooting. You know, this is like mm-hmm. New Hampshire folk. You yeah. know, like um, live free or die. Is that the live yeah, free I or think die? So. Yeah. Yeah. What is that from? It's like the motto, like a the state motto. State oh, motto. The state? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I love like those old mottos. It's yeah, yeah. Just like, that's the one with the snake that's cut up on a flag. You see people on their truck sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> is it the "Don't tread on me, uh, yeah. live free or die"? Yeah. It's a, and then after this, and this is again goes back to our last story. They just end up in their driveway, and they're both mm. like, "How did we get here?" And they're like, "I don't know. I just had the craziest." And he's like, "I had a crazy experience." Now, did they have any scars on them or anything? Did they no, get- no. So they, they did go in for psychological testing, and through hypnosis, um, this was all revealed through hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought it was fake. And here's the one thing that is bizarre: mm-hmm. is under hypnosis, Betty Hill. Uh, they were like, "Well, where did you go?" And she said, "We went to Zeta Reticuli, which is a star or a solar system like sixty light years away." And like what it looked like. And she drew a map of the solar system from the perspective of Zeta Reticuli, as if she's on that Crazy. planet. And it was like perfect. Like right. like you'd have you like it's almost like draw me a picture of your house and I draw a picture from the inside of your house and you're like, That's my living yeah, room. Like you freak what you wow. in my house. <laughs> so she drew this picture and everybody's like, Okay, well that's really, really weird. Yeah. And that's it what, would be funny though if it was just a constellation. It's like three dots and they're yeah. like, that's the perfect story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's actually one of the arguments for this on Reddit. People are like, how do you even know if there's so many stars, you can put it over anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many. You just draw a dot. You just draw to the next dot. They're just, again, it's 1956 and I'm going to harp on the inherent yeah. chauvinism of the time, but they're yeah. like, they're just impressed that she could just draw anything. Oh, just yeah. like, <laughs> she put dots on a paper, guys. What woman could do that? Yeah, yeah. I can't a, believe female it. Female Albert Einstein over here. <laughs> I know, geez. Um, the aliens but, taught her what a pen was. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she can read and write now, guys. You guys, more Experiments. Oh no, I believe it. We got to keep um, this hush hush. <laughs> well, the, the one thing that's interesting is that that encounter and its publicity gave birth to what's known as Project Blue Book, which we've covered 
several times on the mm-hmm. pod, which is a, a long... You, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, project Blue Book was a, a long government project to basically study and catalog people that claim to have alien encounters. Mm-hmm. Right. In and some this city. is like a verified, like, yeah, it yeah, happened. Yeah, 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 project okay. Blue Book definitely happened. Yeah, there's a Showtime series on it. There's lots of oh, specials. Wow, okay. so, yeah, there's, there's, and, it, and it has its own good. set of problems, because whenever you start doing this, you're like... Okay, well, maybe it was the government covering their own tracks. Like some of you guys are getting sloppy with your kidnappings or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, who was in these alien encounters? <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, so we know yeah. where to tie up our loose head. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, right. Especially like people talk. You see this all in the literature where I'm like, that so and so had an alien abduction and and had sexual relations with an alien. I'm like, I don't, I don't think you call that sexual relations no, when no, you're forcibly kidnapped and yeah. an alien has yeah, yeah. yeah i don't think that's what that is uh, yeah i don't know i think that's assault yeah like yes. that's pretty not, sure. yeah like i we, think maybe that's why we don't know about aliens because the minute that like we can talk to them we'll be like we're suing you for a lot of shit <laughs> uh, you guys have been touching all of us <laughs> that's uh Dude, my we need, cows are pissed yeah we need space lawyers ready um, to go that's what space force is it's just <laughs> yeah, a crackpot team of lawyers <laughs> <laughs> trying to serve process on aliens in outer space that's right oh, uh, man well they're, they're, okay there are hundreds of these things i just gave you two of the most famous the first one we see at least written down in, in north america um and then this this the first what they people call the first modern UFO sighting. Mm-hmm. They both have really striking similarities to me, like this glowing disc in the sky, time lapse, space lapse, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's interesting that someone submitted a, a Freedom of Information Act request and said, "I want all information the government has on encounters that caused side effects with UFOs." And that finally came out, like they finally gave it out like like oh, a week wow. or so ago. And now people are processing it and they're like, holy shit, they've kept a lot of stuff from us. What like governmental body releases Department that? of Defense. Oh, okay. And, you, and if you're listening and you're like, I don't believe this, just go look up Department of Defense you know, disclosures on unidentified aerial phenomenon or UAEs, which is like an experience you might have with something mm-hmm. unidentified. And they don't necessarily say they're aliens. They, no. It's interesting because that word has such a connotation. Yeah, of, yeah. UFO is aliens, but it does literally mm-hmm. just mean unidentified flying right. object. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why they changed it from UFO to UAP because so even Navy it. pilots were like, there were all these sort of whispers of like, hey, dude, we saw that thing. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, don't tell anybody because as soon as you say UFO, mm. you're going to yeah. find your career takes a different path. Right. And UAP has to have categories to like five category, categories that it fits for it to count as that. So um, they try to define it a bit more, which is yeah. interesting as opposed to just like, man, look at that crazy thing. <laughs> and, and I guess to the government's credit, they waited to like a global pandemic to release all this information mm-hmm. where it would have the least effect yeah, possible. Yeah. People, right. <laughs> yeah. Where we're like, perfect yeah, time. I, I'm done. Dude, I, I think that's the whole thing. Even if it is just like, hey, we found this is debris falling mm. from, you know, the, the like, right. like the, you know, that trash that like circulates oh, yeah, Earth yeah. is just like offshoots of the international yeah. space. If, even if they were like, it's that. As soon as there's a report of it, it's like they probably also deal with like the mass hysteria of right. like people are going to take that information and run with it, right. even if it is kind of benign. So like, yeah. that kind of makes sense to want to quell it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and I guess. The other thing, too, Maddie, to your point, is that the government has more more confirmed instances where they've intentionally spread misinformation. Well, oh, yeah. I also, that's the other thing is I'm like, I don't, <laughs> right. for the record, I hope this is not like, you know, taking the steam out of any of it. But no. I'm like, I don't trust the government for oh, half a second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, all, and the, a lot of the conspiracy theories, too, I'm like, I don't. 
it, I'm like, probably not. I think it's <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. always a less interesting, more sensible answer, but it, it is, is equally interesting. Sure. The fact, like we were saying, even if it is a mental, whatever, but yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what this pod is about. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, thank you, U.S. government, for clarifying <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. No right. further questions. Yes, yeah. yes. Perfectly <laughs> fair response, yeah. in my opinion. Like, and, and again, and also because we know we've talked, you know, a lot about the government's is is just masterful at manipulating groups of people, and they've yeah. tested it, and they've run projects after projects. So, like, I'm always skeptical of that. Yeah. And there used to be a test to get into the government. It was a psychological test. You can control the U.S. population. You, get, uh, you pass your exam and you're in the highest office of government. I mean, there's almost, maybe this is going a little too lefty, but it's all, I would almost argue that's the reason they exist I as know, a right? body. Is yeah, because like, they're pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, is it's not I like know. this weird thing they do. I'm like, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the that's, government, that's yeah. It. The beautiful thing about what you said is uh, is something that I love, which is that, like, we we have this sort of spectrum of, of politics, but then, like, all all spectrums are really just sort of circles and down and at the other end mm-hmm. extreme liberals sound exactly like extreme conservatives right because it's like yeah that's why as they... soon as i said that i was like that could be misconstrued yeah. I'm like, no, i don't mean like the government's <laughs> taking my taxes no pay right. your taxes i'm just saying that the government <laughs> is a deeply evil entity yeah, i think we can all agree with <laughs> but, that yeah, yeah, yeah. deep you know, the, that we need they pay your taxes to this deeply flawed thing yeah. because it's better than what you want yeah. yeah i'm like you know in the short term you know i, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know that's, that's a whole can of worms but i it is but i did I, not mean it in any sort of like no, they're no, coming no. for our guns i more meant no. like the government's track record is so horrific i'm not going to trust them as a moral authority yes right <laughs> so, like, sorry, ask I'm, if you have guns. I'm going off the rails on no, this no, no, yeah. right. this is great uh all right well the, the the um with that background the new request that we got was for a 2010 report titled and I'm just going to read it, the whole thing because it's typical of what we're talking about. Uh, anomalous acute and subacute field effects on human and biological tissues in relation to encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena. They should have BuzzFeed get that down to like yeah, no, five words. You can't even tweet the title <laughs> of your report. It's too long. He didn't bait me into anything with that title. I mean, it, yeah, it's a really dull, pointless government report that, you know, that probably paid, you know, a hundred people's salary for 15 years and, it's meaningless, but uh, it's from this study of 42 cases and over un, uh, 300 unpublished cases of people that had encounters with what the government now classifies as unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm. And what is bizarre is that in these 42 like carefully studied cases, there are a number of phenomena that we associate with the kind of typical UFO encounter. Um, so most of them had some sort of sustained physical side effects um, such as like uh, burn injuries, uh, exposure to electromagnetic radiation, uh, brain damage, nerve damage, uh, heart palpitations, heartaches. Now, I will say a lot of that sounds like stuff you would have if you encountered a freight train running off the track. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also sounds like something that would happen if you fell really hard, hit your head and hallucinated. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. Like if Barney and Betty Hill just got in a car accident. Right. And somebody or, drove them home and was like, I guess I'll just leave you guys. Or they drove home shit ass. She drunk from the yeah. Vermont restaurant. It's yeah. also, I might be talking a little bit out of my ass here, but isn't it a thing that, that when you're um, dying, a lot of like the quote unquote seeing a light is, you're, the chemical DMT is oh, released right. in your body naturally as you die. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I, we would t- totally have to fact check this, but I wonder if 
you know, if you have a near death experience, if small amounts of that gets released, whatever you think like an alien is, I wonder if oh, any of that is a product of these uh, kind of like heightened chemicals. If uh, you're having a near death experience, if your body's yeah, like, you yeah. know, Maybe, but then you yeah. don't actually die. And then you're like, cause people also have that where they're like, Oh, I saw the light or I saw heaven or whatever. Mm. But it's like, if there's a biological reason behind why you start to lose your shit a little bit. Oh, when yeah. you're about to and die. sometimes there is, I mean, we talked about this in the pod before. Um, like if you have like brain tumors, you can start seeing things, right? Because it oh. affects like that part of your brain where you'll see like shadow people in your house and things like that. Right, and, right, uh, right, right. And the minute you get your shit out of your head, you're fine. Sure. So it yeah. is so like uh, humbling to realize how, like, yeah. how much you're at the will of just a small mm-hmm. mechanical change yeah, in your a little brain. Loose screw. It's crazy. Just like, yeah. yeah. How unobjective but, but, it is. Like, is yeah. is really crazy. Yeah. But, but that also, I think, points to something that comes up a lot in, in conspiracy theories, especially about paranormal stuff is when somebody uh, has some brain function happen, whether that's a chemical reaction to a drug or a, a tumor, are they able then to see a reality that's actually more real than what we see? Cause we use very little of our brain. Are they using a part of their brain, which allows them to see what is really happening, which right. might be that we live in a multiverse or some other sort of phenomena. Right, and they feel it. That's kind of what DMT does, and psychedelics right. do is kind of break right. down that wall to where you're seeing actual reality versus. Because I, I think we we cut off everything. If we hear everything, we're we're going insane. I was listening to something. I forget where I heard this, but it was something about. Um, oh, I think it was a science YouTube channel called Vsauce, and they were talking about how the human eye processes information. And the, the question, the video was, I think, was called "What is the resolution of the human eye?" Oh, yeah. And the idea is like when you're looking at something. Like I'm looking at this table right now, and it looks like it's the crispest, finest mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. But that's what's happening when it, you know, is getting processed in my brain. If you actually could take a screenshot of oh, yeah. the raw visual data that's coming through my eyes, it's actually not at all. There's like blind spots. Certain parts are being, sure. like yeah. the pattern recognition in your brain is filling things in and giving you a yeah. really crisp image. Um, and video games do this. Because like if you think about draw distance on video games, and it's better now, to where, but they used to make it blurry or whatever, but then they make it crisp the closer you get. So just like our eyes, it doesn't process that data. And now with uh, VR headsets, anything that's outside of your field of view is blurry and it saves data. It saves the processing oh, power. Oh, interesting, because so your like, brain will just do it itself? Right. And just you, outsource only, the processing yeah, to your and, own brain? And it only like it focuses when you look in that's that so area. This, this sounds more and more like this theory that we're like living an avatar in this world. Yeah. And that we're just, when you die, you're just like, Ah, uh, my game's over, and you just go back. <laughs> Which to I like, think is like I think it's something like that for sure. I think it's probably <laughs> really disappointing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the choices I made in this game. Yeah. Is there like, a, can I restart and make a different? Right, but now you think I mean, you can try to restart, but the chances. I mean, you may be in a pretty good life right now. You might not want to. Oh, that's good. That's a great point. Right? That's why I've never been able to murder myself. It's because I'm like, <laughs> based on paper, I'm doing okay. You're in prison. I'm never going to be in a better like spot. You. You did 20 years in prison in the alternate universe. Yeah. This was your life. Yeah. This was the one joy you got yep. going out to the yard for yeah. this life. That's good. That's it's not cool. bad, right? That's a happy conspiracy theory. I know. Yeah, I believe it. Well, let's talk about this conspiracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, popular injuries I talked about, brain damage, nerve damage, all the stuff that you would probably happen if, if you got any kind of accident. But based on this report, the governing theory by the... U.S. government is that these injuries are all consistent with exposure to some energy-related propulsion system. Mm. And that's really, really interesting for a few reasons. Um, one is that I don't, I don't know if you've seen the video of these unidentified aerial 
objects. There's, I mean, the videos can be a little bit troubling because one of the things they say is that they move in a way that defies our known law of physics. Like they change directions at speeds which we can't comprehend. They seem to anticipate where we're going, like a, almost a precognitive movement. Where the human eye watching them is going? No, or the, where the ship is going. Like we're going to drop to, you know, they're getting like dropped to 18,000 feet and the thing's already at 18,000 feet. It's like it's already Before there. Oh, like there. it makes the move faster than it yeah, should be able ship to? should be able to. Oh, I just had an idea. I don't know. Well, I don't know. But and you think about like um, how there's certain stars that are so far away that you're seeing light Dead from millions light, of years. Right? I wonder how many of... If they are sort of optical illusions, oh. how you know, if I wonder if any of those phenomena or any of the documented things are things that are actually happening light years away, Holy and shit. maybe it's jumping around because you know for whatever reason oh, right, it's right, projecting right. towards us. But like, I wonder if I wonder if anyone's seeing stuff that's actually happening in like no. you know, yeah, like light years away, and it's just yeah. appearing like it's close in the sky. That's like crazy. Stars that are huge look like little you know, pinpricks to us. Interesting. Very interesting. I've never thought of that. Maybe it's like human bias to be like, that's, it's right in front of me. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like, like, uh, you know, what's it when uh, you take a pinhole camera and it shows the light of the picture upside down. You often see it on like Reddit. Someone has their blinds closed and they see the New York City street projected on their ceiling upside down. Um, what if it's like that? Yeah, we're just seeing. Yeah. Uh, or you know, you have to talk to a physicist about how yeah. light works. But I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that, that's really that. Or what yeah. if it's just our our that's our giant godlike handlers just laser? Yeah, like petting a cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, psh, psh. yeah. they love it when this happens. They yeah. freak out. Like they'll just follow it around. Yeah. The whole, yeah, yeah. Well, the reason that I think that the energy propulsion piece is worth talking about is because. As this information has come out, and as I think mainstream U.S. politicians have said, we got to talk about, like, and and I mean, like, Marco Rubio, um, who I think is not one to come out and say, we need to have hearings on this to understand if this is a threat to our national security. He doesn't coming at it from a, I want to know the truth. He's saying, like, if this is what you're telling me, like, we we can't just let this threat out there. Right. And Senator Gillibrand, who I think is on the other side of the aisle, she's... Right, she's fighting for it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like so it's it's, like, it's it's made strange political bedfellows. Yeah. Um, but I, I think why it's interesting is because there's really only a couple explanations, right? Either it's a government, including our own, that has developed some sort of craft that they haven't told our government about, or it's the Chinese or the Russians who've developed something. That's one option, right? And that's not likely. It's kind of terrifying, but it's not likely because it's hard to jump the known laws of physics into a complete craft. Especially without telling anybody. You tell me they didn't, not one guy was like, holy shit, dudes, check this out. And he tweets it, and you're like, you're fired. Yeah, I feel like any government wants to, you know, kind of swing their dick a little bit. I'm always very skeptical of, like, the the government's do it, where I'm like, the government is evil, but I also do think it's made up of a lot of kind of stupid people. It's like any other job. Yeah, yeah, that it's like it's enough, just, get enough stupid evil people, and it's really, really powerful. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I, I, I don't know I'm I'm a, I'm strongly voting against that theory just because <laughs> just because I'm sorry I didn't know stuff, but I I just because I think it uh it gives them way too much credit to be fifty steps ahead uh, of yeah yeah that's exactly humanity. exactly yeah. yeah that's why this is such an unlikely theory yeah like, yeah. like that like. U.S. scientists 
who had helped work on the nuclear bomb, they saw the implications of what they were building and they leaked it to our biggest enemy just because they're like, yeah, we got to share. We, we can't have one person with this. Right. And, and that's a moral reason for sharing secrets. I mean, think about it. Like I'm a, I'm a underpaid Russian scientist who just developed a way to defy the laws of physics that I'm not going to America to get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no way. No way. Yeah. Like there's just human nature is such that like, we couldn't jump that far in, in the future, mm-hmm. which means the other possibility, which this is an advanced life form, whether we talked about recently, with, whether these are like sentient drones or they're controlled by an alien race or a, a more advanced terrestrial race, that becomes the most likely explanation. And I and I think I'm that, still. I would also like to throw in a third option, ooh. which is minor seizures. But <laughs> <laughs> or I'm for that pretty hard. Or but, go to a but, UFO convention. Dead star podcast. But I'm like, you just know, like, <laughs> UFO conventions losing their minds. <laughs> You're like, you guys. Everyone's having a collective there stroke. Is video, there is yeah, video. I'm, show me. Show me the the average. Like you know, <laughs> I want to get medical readings. Everyone who's had you know an alien encounter. I'm like, what was their blood pressure? What was right, their medical yeah, history? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. we should get those metrics too because I'm I'm not ready. Ready to rule out like just yeah. you know you had spots in your eyes because right. you had low blood sugar but right. i'm sorry that's not as fun so yeah the ufo <laughs> came and then she had to have her feet amputated <laughs> those damn aliens i'm gonna get them when they come the, back the aliens must have be, must be studying our feet yeah. <laughs> i did i did think you know we've reached a weird point because you know if you go back to the 50s and 60s when you had an alien encounter uh one there was no internet and there was sort of word of mouth and, and then there's all sorts of things that come into play, which nowadays it's, it is just not the case because there's so much information and internet and everything too much. Like in the fifties, if you were a, if you were a dad who just liked to go out and knock a few beers down before you came home from work, I mean, that's gotta be in your belt of like how to get out of trouble with the wife. <laughs> Saw an alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. I, I just woke up, totally disoriented. <laughs> I, I lost time, some, babe. I lost time. <laughs> like, why don't you believe me? And uh, I mean, I think that's probably some of that. And yeah. nowadays, it's really hard to do that, or maybe it's easier to, or just, I just my wife would not believe me. No, at all. If that's what I said, yeah. 100%. Especially when it says "find my iPhone" and you're literally just in the garage with your motor running. <laughs> it's like uh, she was like, if she ever, if I'm in the house and, she, yeah. and she's like, "Where are you?" I'm definitely going like Cincinnati, like, yeah, like yeah. we talked about, yeah, right, yeah. She's like, "What?" <laughs> then I'll be in the garage. She'll be like, "Were you just in Cincinnati?" I'm like, "Yes, I am so disoriented right now. Don't know what are happened. You doing DMT again?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, I think that beside from this energy propulsion thing, which you guys don't seem to, uh, no, I'm Wait, into could it. You, could you talk a little more? Does that like, what does that mean? Like you were like downstream of like a jet so, engine or something? Yeah. Like, no, these are, these are like, radi- these are like radiation burns. So, oh. so when we think about propulsion, like our understanding of propulsion is like, you've got some wings for stabilizers. You've got some jets. I mean, we don't use propellers much anymore, but like essentially, you have to. You've get... heard of planes? <laughs> uh, no, not no. to brag, but I'm familiar. Okay, well, okay. Oh, I, I, I'm not mansplaining no, no, for, no, for you guys. I'm, <laughs> a mansplaining. Have you heard of an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you gotta you gotta move the thing, and then the 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 I forget what it's called. The lift that you get. There's a there's a phenomenon. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. 
these things exhibit none of those functions of propulsion. No. And that's how we understand all movement through. These things being the, the, the documented movement of whatever this object is. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. There, there, there are no wings on it. There's no jet plume, so we're not we're not seeing anything that's no just heat the, signature. The heat anything, signature. Yeah. None of the things that we associate with propulsion exist in these things, mm-hmm. and so they're like it's got to be something else. Whether that's some kind of electromagnetic energy, some kind of nuclear signature. Um, these these uh, at least one type of this unidentified phenomena does seem to have a, a proclivity towards. Nuclear sites, they're very interested in nuclear energy sites. They're often seen more often. Um, now, there's also a lot more U.S. Navy air pilots flying around nuclear sites protecting oh. them. So maybe they're just everywhere and we're just seeing right. them in the one, yeah. you know. But in any case, like, what, however they're moving, we don't understand what right. moves them. Or how, like, someone with a skeleton could sustain, oh, like, yeah, a shift die. in direction that's, like, 5,000... You know, and are these recordings that are from in this report that you're talking about? Are these from Navy pilots and yep. from like U.S. government yes. sites? So they're not like just anecdotal. These no, are no, like, no. Okay, and that that brings me back to what you're describing earlier of before seeing like you know a past civilization light finally hitting us. A lot of these they uh, through through their sensors know that they're solid objects. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So they yes. okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, damn, I was so proud I know, of that theory. I was too, and then I thought about that, and I was like, I'll burst their bubble later. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's still I still love that. And these idea. are you know you can find them if if you want. These are you know your sort of Top Gun Navy pilot you know image of like a screen and there's like and then you're hearing live contemporaneous uh, recordings of the pilots talking to one another, which is again I I always think contemporaneous excited utterances are more reliable. If yeah, they're, they're, they're like, like, holy shit, dude. They're like, did you see that thing? Damn, dude, it's yeah. gone. It's yeah. gone. Where is it? No, oh, there again. Yeah. And they're just like. And again, maybe you're right. Maybe they're tripping on DMT. Like, why are we doing these training exercises on a Sunday? The football's on. Let's do some DMT and some fun. I don't know. But they're really, really excited about the way these things move. And then there's like multiple people have had burns that look like radiation burns or just like Whoa. like burns that you associate with like yeah. overexposure to sun or light or something. Yeah. And that goes, I mean, there's tons like in that report. There's, I think... One of the UFO cases that's made the rounds, I'll have to look it up, but the guy has like a waffle shaped, like it's not a waffle, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. But it's basically like all these squares, uh, like someone burned him through a giant screen from like the UFO. He said he touched the UFO and they got burned. And this is a government, like an actual yes. document. Wow. Yeah. So they're like, yeah. there's pictures it would be funny if the alien, because like, I'm like, well, why would the aliens fly here, just mess with us a little bit and then leave? And I'm like, right. what if whatever alien civilization it is, it's their kids that like you know, <laughs> right. run outside and go like mess with the neighborhood <laughs> yeah. cat and the mom's like, get in here. Like that's what they are. It's all the kids being like, look, I burned a person. They're like, <laughs> yeah. it's time for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Come on, kid. Have you seen uh, Explorers? No. Because that, that's a, a great uh, sci-fi 80s movie with Ethan Hawke and these kids. They build a uh, a UFO out of a tilt-a-whirl machine. And, they, and this is a spoiler. This movie's fucking 40 years old. Uh, <laughs> they fly to space in a giant spaceship. And then they're hanging out. And they're like pop culture aliens. They love pop culture. But then a giant ship comes and swallows the ship. And it's their parents. And they yell at them for <laughs> taking the car out on the weekend and going to Earth. And I was like, that's probably what it is. That's probably fucking what it is. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a theory, which is, you know, that... that we are part of an aquarium-like planet that that some other species is sort of yeah. managing. We're a zoo. Mm. This planet is a mm. zoo. Um, but th- that that doesn't uh, really explain 
the story of, of, of Betty Hill right. or 1639 or the countless hundreds of other stories because this 2010 report also includes cases that were um, the work of the Mutual UFO Network, which they are um, a nonprofit organization. MUFON is what they're called. MUFON, yeah. yeah which, I would be shocked they were turning a profit. No. <laughs> they rake in $2 million a year it's collecting crazy. UFO stories. Well, look, <laughs> yeah, the, the, non, the nonprofit, I mean, nonprofit <laughs> is one of the most misunderstood titles. Yeah, people like I worked for a nonprofit and I made a lot of money and I was like, we're nonprofit, right? Because I can't believe <laughs> yeah. you just paid me. And like, I, it's, it's mind blowing. You're to like, me. sorry, boys and girls club. <laughs> I'm taking this money. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Attention, all my college comrades. The summer sun is just around the corner and you know what that means. The water gets warmer, the skin gets darker and the hair gets pubier. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped are here to make that summer bod pop with their fourth-generation performance package, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a shaved boy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code CBM20. As the great Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff said, it's like the summer's natural aphrodisiac. Let's be real. Nobody likes the hairy guy at the beach rave. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and their Shed Travel Bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer was designed with summer intentions in mind. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Both pool and beach party approved. Manscaped even has you covered with their signature crop mop ball wipes for any, dare I say, spontaneous decisions. Want to take it up a notch? Manscaped Shears 2.0 is an all-encompassing nail kit to tackle those gross sandal nails you might acquire. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to keep your game in the heat. For any on-the-go ball sweats, freshen up with Manscaped's Crop Reviver and hop back into the mix with confidence. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts with the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Premium Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CBM20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code CBM20 at manscaped.com. It's time to trim those spring flowers this summer and give your beach balls a shine with Manscaped. They collected for, they were the people that were like, we're going to talk to people that have UFO encounters and, and counsel them and listen to them. And, and, and just, and so they collected them for decades. And in those files, we have even more catalog of experiences that people have had after encounters. So paralysis, perceived telepathy, Teleportation, levitation, uh, unaccounted for pregnancy, apparent abduction. And I feel like someone called the exorcist. The nonprofit, is this a a government body or this is just a separate? No, this is just a separate nonprofit who just for decades was saying these are real experiences. People have real trauma. And you can report a UFO if you see it. If you see one, you see like that, like that. And they've just been, and, and at some point the government was like, well, now that we think this might be real, let us go back through these. And of the hundreds that they read, they included 300 that were 
credible. Oh, interesting. Like this okay. fit the profile of what we think is happening. Does the government in the report, or is it the Department of Defense, do they make any statement about like a theory of what it is, or do they just say this is raw data? These are the records. It's pretty now raw. It's, just pretty, it's raw. pretty raw yeah. data. Okay. They have they have pushed back on uh, identifying who, what, or and of course they would. I mean, like can't in the middle of a pandemic say and we know it's aliens yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Like, that right that's not you know but it, uh, at times to be honest i think that if it were to be an extraterrestrial or a terrestrial intelligent life form that we've shared the planet with for ten thousand years or whatever sometimes i just think just tell us i mean like yeah is the stock market going to crash? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, like, are we going to be like, why are we worried about global warming? Let the fucking aliens figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they got, like, right? yeah, they got the technology. I mean, like, I, yeah, it's going to be bad for a presidential cycle. We may not have the Olympics first, you know, but let's just get it over it's with. It's just funny, yeah. the the uh, the sort of blinders that we have on in society to be like the stock market and the presidency are the most cosmically spiritually <laughs> so important you know in terms of just life fulfillment that's yeah. number one and if it gets in the way of that well, fuck it fuck it yeah <laughs> yeah it is interesting what you said though about sharing the planet like does anyone have that as a is there a conspiracy about that that like there is. that these things are coexisting and not yeah, there, there's visiting a, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that believe that what we think of as extraterrestrial are actually like more terrestrial than us. Yeah. Predate humans. Live in the oceans. Or they're a species that evolved separately from us. So separately, we yeah. took a while to come up with our bullshit religions and learn how to use stone tools. And they were like, why don't we just go straight to nuclear? And they're like, became a, yeah. a That's super. That's fascinating. And we would never know because if they're that good. It, I mean, it's like anyone in the government, I'm like, how do you get that job? Where they're like, we're in it. We got to go. Yeah. On. Yeah. So it's, that's a, that's a huge theory. Um, yeah, which, you know, I think one analogy that we used is that like, you know, I have ants piles in my yard mm. and I don't really worry about them. Like, cause you can't really kill them. You can just move them to your neighbor's yard and they'll come back. So I don't really worry about them, but I would, I would, I would get worried if they were like going to collapse my house. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone's like, if you don't get that, they will burrow under your, your foundation and you will lose your whole house. And I'd be like, well, I'm going to kill these fucking yeah. things. And that's some people's theory is that like we've been coexisting for, but now that the climate is getting warm and we're developing weaponry that's too powerful, they're kind of like, hey guys, we can't, you guys, you guys, we have to keep you at this level yeah. of technology and population, yeah. or you're gonna you're gonna screw this whole thing up. And they off, and it's part of the theory to or hypotheses is that this is just a cycle that happens all the time, mm. and that we just become are a, a race of people that somehow we don't know how we evolved the way we did. We get to a point where we're fucking shit up and they're like all right hit reset yeah Let's wipe these people out do us cause a great flood or do whatever and then they're like they're but they live in the oceans and underwater so it doesn't there is like a theory right like yeah. i don't think it's a conspiracy theory i think it's a i mean i could be wrong but i i think it's a general generally accepted like possibility of like that that there might be a sort of a natural tipping point in civilizations mm -hmm. that right by the time you become technologically advanced to reach out to yeah. other planets and stuff that that you also just kind of crumble in on yourself. Yes, right. And it's like a theory of why, even though it's statistically probable that there are other life forms that maybe they haven't reached out. Right. They, maybe they're hitting the same point we are. Right. Like global warming and Correct. climate change right. and just wars and fighting in between right. each other that like 
which would yeah. be kind of a bummer about like, the be, nature yeah. of existence yeah. that like <laughs> you're telling me every planet invents facebook yeah. <laughs> and it's downhill from there God. Fuck. <laughs> that's why zuckerberg looks like an alien because he's literally an alien yeah he's traveling from world God. to world Ending every civil. He's I'm Thanos. sure that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, probably you know, I think that all of this is interesting. I mean, it's all very interesting to me. I think what I think most about is that if you watch alien abduction documentaries or talk, you know, any of that stuff, a lot of them, I can really quickly find a gap or a hole. Mm-hmm. The ones that are most compelling to me almost always are that straight shooter, you know, where it's like Auntie Joan and like Auntie Joan hated lies. She would never tell a lie. She was, she went to church every day. Those are the ones where I'm like, why would Auntie Joan make this up? Right. She had a real experience. And that, that's one element that I have. Then, then the other thing is that it's like, it's, it's not just a single encounter. It's like it has multiple Mm -hmm. encounters and then the third thing is they suffer tremendous discrimination. Right. Because my instinct is that people don't generally choose discrimination. Like, think about the experiment in class. People will see a ghost that doesn't exist just to fit in. But, yeah, we're the same. We're not. But so many people who come forward and they're like, this happened to me and it's real. And people are like, you're a nut. They're like, I'll be a nut. And they're like, you're going to lose your job if you keep saying this. He's like, I'll lose my job. Like, I'm not yeah. going to turn my back on what I know was a real experience. And maybe that's what delusion is. And that's what mental disorder is, is you're just like, eventually I commit mm. to maybe like, and that I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I know that when people suffer really harsh consequences for saying, I, this happened to me, it's real. Mm. And they get ostracized. Like I look at this now, this moment and think, and what a shitty way to treat those people. Yeah, that's if, that's, if, the, if the government knew, they're like, yeah, we knew that you got abducted. We were watching it the whole time, right? And yeah, shit, my buddies were crossing illegally from Canada into North America on a bike trip by accident. They got to a checkpoint. It was fucking closed. Yeah. Don't so, got to weigh your truck. And they were just like, no they're like, all right, we're just going to go across like 60 miles to the next checkpoint. So they like jumped a fence, rode down a stream. Next morning, woke up to guns. Crazy. They got arrested. Long, okay. When they got arrested, the guys were talking to him. They're like, you guys are lucky you crossed into because we were tracking you. Mm-hmm. And we saw you cross over and we knew we got you. But before that, there was a large mammal stalking you guys. Crazy. If you had camped on the other side of the border, you guys would have died. Because like, bears like... Don't they respect it was, it was, a, it, was, a, it, was a, it was a bear. No, it was a it was a mountain. Lion. Oh, a mountain. Lion. Oh, okay. And it probably couldn't have gotten over the fence. So, like, oh, if, just, okay, like, if you okay. had stopped, like, it had been tra- it had been tracking you guys for miles. Oh, crazy! And I'm like, so they were just gonna let <laughs> you're, like, gonna <laughs> you're in Canada, just fucking you're gonna just die on yeah. this mountain lion. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Canadians stay nice because they don't help idiots. So I think I don't think our government is gonna like put its neck out to save. Aunt right. Rita, who had a bad experience, but now it looks awful to me. Yeah. That's what I think about. My final thought is like, if if this is real, mm-hmm. some point we have to go back and like revisit so much of history and reread things that we've said. Right, that doesn't make sense, and say, well, does it make sense if it's an alien? I mean, right. like, is the great mystery of who is Shakespeare? Is it just like an alien that wanted to come back and be a great writer and just like? But it is. It's just we were talking about this a little bit before we started, but that like. That, that conspiracies sometimes have an association with like 
right wing kind of thinking now. Sure. When I used to think of them as just kind of like, oh, silly, funny alien yeah, thing. Exactly. And now you're like, I don't want to be associated with whatever, or like a Joe Rogany type thing. But it is funny that the people are not funny. It's deeply troubling that the people <laughs> who do kind of like, you know, oh, the government's lizard people or whatever, they can't see very obvious conspiracy theories that are what they're talking about. Structural right. from a personal level to yes. an institutional Absolutely. level over years and years, like sexism right. or racism. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, there are conspiracies there. in this country. You can fight them. And you don't want to see the ones that there's mountains of proof right. for and years and years. I mean, right. the evidence is all there. But you're like, but five people in the woods one time. Right. Yeah. It's just funny because it's such selective thinking that people have about, about you know, what they're willing to see as these these kind of invisible systems right. i'm like there really are actually these kind of There's invisible systems, systems. They're yeah. just, but i think i think what the thing is is they're not as exciting aliens are exciting right. and it's this big adventure and the real conspiracy theories of the world are like really harsh upsetting right. things that we have to reckon with and like deal with right. there's something to be that's a you know uh, that's a heavy thing to deal with but it's a lot more fun if right the reason behind the world right. suffering is because there's five lizards right. running yeah. the government. I think there's also a thing of like, cause those are two kind of conservative talking points. I mean, one's like one of these is mainstream conservative. And one of them is like kind of alt right, right wingy conservative, but like, like that, you know, they're big on like pedophiles in the government mm-hmm. and protecting unborn children. And both of those are perfect villains and perfect victims. And right. it's like, yeah, it's a lot harder to recognize that the real truth is that, you and people you loved may have done bad things and the bad things are deeply infused into society. Right, it's yeah. not this one problem you can solve and everything will be perfect or, you know, it, it, that it's, that life is more complicated than that and the actual problems that we have to solve are like going to take some personal sacrifice right. from everyone to like reckon with. Yeah. Sorry, that's not as like no. fun, but I just, I, no, I, felt, uh, I felt like since we're talking about conspiracy, yeah. that's like my take on conspiracies in general is I think it's like a, uh, yeah, very it's a way for people to dodge a lot of accountability and personal accountability because it's way easier if it's one silly enemy over there that sure. that's all it takes to fix it when it's yeah. really like, yeah, okay, yeah. That's, no, I'm rambling on. Incredibly that's, nebulous yeah. system of oppression. Well, that's two. There's two good things there. So you know, one thing in improv, in improv scenes, is like the easiest joke that people end up at is Hitler because it's it's basically like you said the perfect villain or the perfect the, uh, yeah. the perfect uh, crime or whatever. Um, Whereas, like, the actual truth of the world is small scenes that have nothing to do with that giant beast. And the real life is this. Mm. And that's what a good improv scene makes. And I don't talk about improv much, so that's weird that I brought that up. Uh, But then what I also like is that, so we were talking earlier about potential name change. And uh, lately, and this is one thing I've noticed, lately when guests come on, they they find that time, like you just did, to say what you feel about conspiracies, which I think is awesome. Um, but it's also like that never happened before until we got to a point where people are like, even the guests are like, this is, you know, this, yeah, right. This is what I think about this. We're having fun, but this is how I think about this in reality. It's fun to talk Um, about this science fiction story. Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying too. Is like, I'm, it's, it's so fun to talk about these stories and theorize, but then you're also like, I don't want to. Uh, exactly. I, I just want to be clear that I think it's deeply politically problematic right, is, when yeah. this becomes an outlet for like how to look Re- at society. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For it's sure. like, this is a, it's, it's fun and it's interesting and who yeah. knows, but it's not like, it's, it's not some Joe Rogan. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's yeah, the like, thing. Let's do something about no, this. No, it's like, absolutely you know, not. Who yeah. knows? Uh, and that's, that, that I, I just find it interesting. The fact that we've gotten there now, like 
before it took, no it took a ever, lot to get there it did i mean it took three years of craziness in the world but and then finally we're at a point where like even the uh, and i'm like and now we're at that point where like do we even want to we call this name? yeah we don't like, even want to be we... associated because we would like our guests to come on and be like hey i don't have to fucking think about this <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah hmm? oh sorry i don't i don't hope this doesn't fuck up your head can no, i mark no. it one more time i just yeah. might want to I just might want to listen back to what Absolutely. I said and make sure I didn't put no. my foot in my mouth. No, no, I didn't think it. I don't think it did at all. Okay, cool. I don't worry about that at all. Okay, thanks. Uh, but yeah, I'll that was actually you. really. I good. thought it was perfect. Um, well, so we'll we'll pick it back up. Yeah, five, four, three, two, one, and we'll go right back into final thoughts. Cool. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I think that if if what we're what we're seeing being disclosed. Slowly, but in a way, it's been very rapid over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's really ramped. It's like this, you know, like the, I feel like the government's track record is, nah, that's not real, or blah, blah you know, obfuscate, blah, blah, blah. And then all of yeah. a sudden, you're like, yeah, actually, you were right all along. We have been doing this. We did do that. We're sorry. We've made changes. Like, if that if that comes out, I just think about people whose livelihoods and lives and stuff have been ruined. Right. Or just like, it's just like what happens to our shift of like, oh, crazy, you know, Betty, who's been ostracized from the mm-hmm. small New Hampshire town because of what she swears happened to her. Like, you know, that, like, what do we, what do we do now? You know, we've talked strangely enough a lot tonight about like sort of value systems. And what I, what I, what I hate sometimes about the conspiratorial mindset is for me, progressive thinking has always been flexible. Mm-hmm. Like, I will believe this, but when presented with credible evidence, otherwise I will at least listen. And maybe there's a point where I'm like, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. Like, I've, I've listened to the birds aren't real argument a thousand times, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm just tired. It's yeah, like, and I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but, um, but I'll, I'll listen, but I have this viewpoint, right? But But if something comes out, I'm like, okay, I got to consider this because, you know, like when real when really well respected physicists say it's time to start considering the fact that we live in a matrix, like we live in a in a false reality. Then you're like, well, okay, well, like I, I gotta like I gotta start thinking about this as yeah. a real possibility. And then what do I do with my prior actions and prior thoughts? I mean, I think that's what's become so rigid about people is it's like, you no, know, we had it right at one point in time. And anything that assails that truth is a threat. So build up a wall and guard closely this sort of sacred, immutable, unchangeable truth. And that's where I think this like divisiveness comes from. Yeah. So I feel my, my heart is with like people that are like, yeah, I've, I've been saying this for a long time and it cost me everything in my life. Part of me is like, I mean, maybe this sounds cold and unfeeling, but I'm like, you fucking dummy. Just say it didn't happen. Yeah, it's always, I'm like, no, it's I'm like oh, your heart beats a little weird yeah, now. Yeah, okay. sorry. Uh, yeah. 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 Can you I, not I keep was, a secret? I was wrong. Yeah, I was really drunk, you know? I was wondering, do you think um, do you think lying works the same way holding in anger works? You know, like when you hold in anger, eventually you lose it and you like lose your mind. Oh, you just, you bottle yeah. it up and eventually the bottle breaks. Yeah. Does that happen with telling the truth? Like if someone's so truthful and they're like, I just want to lie so bad. And then the UFO is the craziest one they come up with. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just it's pe- like the opposite of, of boy who cried wolf. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's wolf. like you lie so much that no one believes you when you're telling the truth. Yeah. But then you're so truthful that oh, yeah. no one believes you when you lie. Exactly. And then you tell a whopper and you're like, they're going to love this. It's also for me when, when I'm like, oh, the government releases report. 
I don't necessarily go to doomsday like, what are they hiding? For me, right, my yeah. visceral first reaction is like, oh, interesting, new science. Yeah, like, thanks for I telling think me. a new right. discovery is a cool right, thing. Yeah. And if it can be peer-reviewed and it really mm-hmm. comes out as legit, to me, I'm like, that's, that's really that's, cool. That's, you that's, know? I think that yeah. was it, my point I was making, just not yeah. as eloquently, which is like germs get discovered in the 17th century and you're not like, what? You're making up germs. Like, are you just like, right. let me read the science and see what right. you're saying. Here's, what a, here's a good question, I think, to get at this. Because the idea of, like, truth, and especially in this realm, if you look through history, you're like, it's just, there's an institution that sort of controls the nature and in, in sort of context and shape of truth that eventually gets sort of overcome by a new, better system. Right. And we are at what many people consider to be the end of the scientific age. And and oddly enough, some people would say that science has become the new church. And the people that don't believe in science are sort of witches, mm. right? And there's a new sort of emergent science which is saying, it's okay if we question the dogma of science. Right. And, and these are scientists saying this, like, we have to account for quantum realities that we cannot explain. And we have to be comfortable saying to people that this doesn't make sense to right. us. Like, I have to, I have to disagree a little bit just in that to me, the nature of science is such that it's all about questioning. And I mean, the scientific method is all about right. it's, it's, it's so open to that. And in that way, it's so against, it's so the opposite way, like the church is set up that I think, a little bit, I think that it gets dangerous, and that's where you get stuff like vaccine misinformation. When something that is so, you know, peer reviewed and is so built on questioning, when we see that as unmovable, and I'm like, no, no, it's not unmovable. It takes an overwhelming mm, amount yeah, of evidence yeah. to. Oh, sorry. No, that's perfect. It, it, takes it an really overwhelming amount of <laughs> <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> you, you're, you are, you are, you are absolutely correct. I would say that what you're articulating is the new science sort of viewpoint, which but is I like, would argue that's inherent to science in you general. Would think, but I it's would say, but also I would, like the Oscars where you have to follow a strict yeah. uh, uh, thing. You have to lobby the right people and you could have tons of peer review things that people just don't think are mm. worthy of right. like, well, we don't want to push your crazy pseudoscience to the top. You're like, but I had 30 of my peers review this. I guess where I, that's what I was saying. I was, I think it's a little bit of a slippery slope to like, to, uh, uh, it can a little bit give people who are like, let's say, you know, vaccine skeptics or that kind of like fringe thing, a little bit of a, uh, you know, oh, like they're martyrs. They're fighting the good fight. They're oh, the right, underdogs. Yeah. But I'm like, in science, <laughs> if you don't have the evidence to back it up, being the underdog is not a virtue. It actually means you don't have the evidence right. to support your claims. You're an open mic right. prop comic. Yeah. Not let <laughs> yeah. you pass yeah. the door. But what do you do with the scientist that does have evidence? And it's like, I have evidence, but you won't, you won't look at this evidence. Because that's the story of most scientific breakthroughs is someone is sort of a considered to be outside the scope of what's normal. I would say if it's the truth, though, eventually the evidence, you will accumulate enough evidence to make it that's the truth. And I, think it's, yes. and I think it is for good reason that it is very hard to mm. overthrow an existing scientific principle because, you know, I don't believe that about social institutions or anything like that. Right. But when it comes to science, I think it's like, it should be pretty fucking hard to disprove, you know, the basics of like, you know, the fundamentals of physics as we understand them. Like right. that shouldn't be, yeah. Hey, me and so, the yeah. five other guys think that yeah. it should yeah. be yeah. a New long example process. Fell up, but so I think that's, that's what we're believing today. <laughs> that's a really nice tie back to this topic because I think that's where like 
I'm super interested because like it should be really hard to overthrow our known laws of physics. And then you have people that are experiencing phenomena. And I'm talking at this point about highly trained naval pilots and the best technology that, that we know capturing live video and uh, contemporaneous like voice recordings of seeing things that defy the known laws of physics and people being scared to bring it up it's for fear 60 of 60 years yeah. for fear of losing their job or being yeah. sort of branded as sort of crazy and all this sort of stuff. And that's like, that's what I'm sort of driving at is that like, how do you on the one hand be like when like, scientists argue they're arguing about stuff that's way beyond my understanding (laughs) they're like oh well i agree with this 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 and this when you state this it relies upon this person's foundation which is really broader than he meant when he said this so we really should account for this yeah and you're like i don't fucking know what you're talking about right all i read was the headline which like top scientist disagrees with nasa that's like that's what people read and they're like Mm. nasa's bullshit my (laughs) aunt no so i don't know how to i don't know how to like how do you just sort of ride that line between like, I believe this, but I also don't want to not believe when new ideas and new thoughts and people challenge and they have breakthroughs and insights. Well, I guess you just have to just hold on till it's proven, right? Yeah. I think that's yeah. the cool thing about science too, is like sometimes they get new data and you're like, yeah, I don't know yet. That's yeah. interesting. I'm, I, yeah. I wonder what the research yeah. will show, you know, like, yeah, it's to like me, a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I'm yeah. like, it's not because science is in a constant state of like, you know, of, of, proving itself wrong and getting new information and like in that because it's set up to like constantly so to me i'm like i don't see that as being at odds with each other i see that as like a healthy sure you know intellectual ecosystem doing what it's supposed to do here's what's interesting and i think um the the distrust that people inherently have in the government i think for some people translates into their distrust for science because so much of science is funded by by the government. And so then like people become questioned on like, well, is that the real answer or is that what the government, right. we're going to fund this study and all your research, as long as you, as long as you kind of have the, these are the conclusions that are acceptable. Mm-hmm. I think that becomes, yeah, even if the scientific method is pretty bulletproof, scientists aren't like, there's still, yeah, human, there's, still there's people, human error yeah. and that's why people get skeptical. Yeah. yeah. There's dumb assholes in every job, every field. Right. Yeah. yeah. All of it is, like crazy, especially as like this new information comes out and this new report that like there have been like decades of people that have been like verifiable victims of encounters with strange craft that may have some sort of energy propulsion system. And like, you know, I said my final thought, but I'll go back and I think, Matt, I think you're, you're right. Like, like I, interesting. I will listen, like show me data, show me information. And, uh, and if it proves to be true, I do have this mind of like, gosh, we should write some letters to some people that really, <laughs> really like, lost yeah. their, you know, their, their job. Uh, okay. All right. Shane, final oh, thoughts? Final thoughts. Uh, you guys, world's crazy. <laughs> as long as we look to the sky, we'll see something that gives us hope. And at this point, it's an alien, so I'm on board <laughs> as long as we're here. That's what I got. How about you? Final thoughts, man. Final thoughts? Uh, final thought, I think it's always, it is, it is one of the great joys of being alive to learn new things. Uh, but until a lot of people with degrees 
tell you that you're on to something real, just don't let it sway how you vote. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun in your basement, but don't take it too far. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah and we got, my mom's upstairs sleeping, so we gotta we gotta finish this out. <laughs> just kidding. This is not my basement. No, um. But you know, I, yeah, who knows? If we find out there's aliens in my lifetime, that'll be it'll uh, be a real yeah. thrill. It will be. It's yeah. exciting. Well, this has been really fun. Before we go, Maddie, where can people find you, follow you? What can they? What do you want to tell the, the fans? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Maddie T. Wiener. It's M-A-D-D-I-E-T-W-I-E-N-E-R. Um, and I'm going on tour with my good buddy, Emil Joachim, this summer. Oh, nice. We're uh, co-headlining, doing doing a big loop nice. around the country. So uh, follow me on Instagram and, and come Catch out to a, a show. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah Maddie's great. Awesome. Uh, she... Always been happy to have known her. Rest in peace, Maddie Wiener. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just happy to have you here. Good to this have you back. Great. Well, this, this is uh, this is yeah. conspiracy beer me. I'm uh, Justin Scranton. I'm Shane Smith, and this is oh Maddie Wiener. <laughs> <laughs>